This is a budget based on Kapal Singh. Oh, Sawan, embracing me, put the garland of your hands around my neck. By making me your crazy one, kill me in your love. Dwelling in my eyes, you have made me your you have made your abode in my heart. At least now remove the veil of shyness from your face. There was a plaque installed at the tomb of Majnu. In the name of loyalty towards love, sacrifice everything, even your body and mind. Oh, only this light is left in the love. Oh, Jamal. Lose it, lose even it in the game of love. And the note says, Jamal is the pen name used by Master Kripal. Oh, someone embracing me, put the garland of your hands around my neck. By making me your crazy one, kill me in your love. Page 276. Sawan gali laga kar Baahon ka hari daalo Shida bana ki apna Ulfat me maar daalo Sawan gali laga kar Baahon ka hari daalo Shida bana ki apna Ulfat me maar daalo Sawan gale laga Sab kucha 
de jonjal vicho apahi chudalavo atma tera asina pachana de sawan kirpal bajo Kise nu ne jan de Sadana ko vive loko Asina jahan de Sawan kirpal bajo Kise nu ne
I have way too many things to read today that I that when I was looking for things I found things that uh, inspired me and excited me, but I can't read them all. Uh, I'm going to read something from Baba Salanting. This is in the uh, booklet, The Message of Love, and this. Uh, I heartily recommend anybody who hasn't looked at it recently to go back and look at it. Uh, Master Kripal Singh's talk, uh, Man Know Thyself, is in here, and uh, two short talks by Sanchi, one of which I think is his very first message to the West. Uh, and then this letter of Baba Salanting. Then there's also a talk called Instructions for Seekers After Truth by Master Kripal. And then at this time I have a, a, a very interesting story about a woman who uh, the Master came for her. Um, to inspire her to get initiated. And it's just a remarkable uh, account of how the Master can uh, find us wherever we are. It's not so much that we need to look for the Master, but the Master is always looking for us, and when we're ready, he comes and finds us. So this is Baba Sanzing saying, he's talking about books, Books, by their very nature, are imperfect and serve but a limited purpose. Man himself is the perfect book, for all books have come out of him. Inside of him is the creator with all his creation. Study of books gives second-hand information, while study of man gives first-hand information. That is, the study of what lies within ourselves. So why not enter within ourselves and see what is there? From the books, we are to grasp the central or basic idea upon which the book is based. If you examine books in that spirit, and then in parentheses he says, I am not defending all books, and I am sorry to say that the English language is poor in real literature on spiritual subjects because this was written before, uh, we have accumulated quite a treasure of books on spirituality, thanks to Sanchi and Master Kripal. So he says, if you examine books in that spirit, you will find that the central idea of Santmat and of other religions also is the practice of the sound current. Many different names are used to express the idea. Christ, Muhammad, and the Vedic rishis practiced and preached the same. It may be said that they had studied or risen on this current to different heights, but the fundamental idea of all their teachings is this sound current. The current is present in man, all men. It is natural in man, not artificial. It can neither be altered nor modified nor added to, nor subtracted from. 
All else in this world is changeable and changes continually, but not this current. It is an emanation from the great source of all, the Supreme Creator, by whatever name you wish to speak of him. Each individual is a spark or drop of that same infinite source. <clears throat> the Creator is at the top of this current, and the individual soul is at the other end. The current thus acting as the connecting link between them. By that current, the life, even the very existence of the individual is sustained. The individual feels no touch with it on account of the thick veils of mind and matter which cover it at this end. But it is there in man and in all forms of creation, in the eye focus, whence it permeates the whole body below the eyes and then goes out from the body through the various sense organs. To catch it, the scattered and scattering attention must be controlled and held in the focus where connection is established with the astral, mental, and spiritual planes and the attention finally merges into its source at the other end. The first essential thing, therefore, is to enter this laboratory within ourselves. By bringing our scattered attention inside of the eye focus. This is a slow process, but we are not justified in saying that we cannot do it, or that it is impossible, or that it is useless. Here is a worthy pursuit for the application of our critical and other faculties. If we cannot control and subdue our thoughts arising within us, who else will? It is our job, and we must do it, and we must do it in this very lifetime, while we are men, for man is the highest form of creation. There are many ways of doing this, but from experience, saints find that repetition, called Simran, done in the manner explained at the time of initiation, is the best and most effective way, as well as the simplest way. If thoughts of the material world take us out of the focus, thoughts of the inner worlds will take us toward it. When we are inside of the focus, we have disconnected ourselves from the material world and are on the threshold of the astral, astral world. We too have cast off our material frame and we are of the same stuff as the astral world and now are in a position to function there. The same attention that was working in the material world is now capable of working in the astral world. And just as we now call this lower world real, we will find the astral world as real or more real than we now find this one. After reaching the astral plane, the same attention, now purified from the material dross, hangs onto the sound current, becomes further purified, and rises on it to reach the spiritual planes. With every inch of ascent, inwards and upwards, the soul is casting off the coverings of mind and matter and is awakening from the deep slumber of ages. 
Needless to say that in this process the soul is not helpless, but it goes in and stays in and comes out at will. We may look at this matter in another way. The Creator is existence, knowledge, and bliss, or power, wisdom, and love. And an atom, or a spark, of this essence of existence is the soul, which, encased in its coverings of mind and matter, forms the individual man. If the coverings were removed from the individual, the soul would be naked and would be qualified to know its creator. The individual will know itself, will attain self-realization, and will in turn be able to know its creator. Wrapped in its coverings, the soul merely hears of its source from others or reads about the creator in books, makes guesses, and draws imaginary pictures to satisfy its intellectual curiosity. It also manufactures creeds. If a lantern were wrapped in a thin muslin cloth, its light would be dimmed. If there is another envelope of thick, coarse cloth over the muslin, the light will be cut off entirely, and the lantern will cease to serve the purpose of a lantern. Man is much like a covered lantern. There is light in him. There is the spark of pure existence, knowledge, and bliss in him. But the envelopes of mind and matter dim his light, and he gropes in darkness. Real existence has degenerated and appears in him as reason, intellect, and instinct. Bliss has degenerated into fleeting experiences of pleasure and pain. Clothed in our dark coverings, we are incapable of understanding our source. And the extent to which we succeed in removing our coverings marks the degree of our capacity to understand our source. These remarks about the books, the creator, and the individual, and the sound current will help us in answering this threefold question. This is based on a this whole uh, thing that I'm reading here is uh, a letter. It's printed here under the title of Science of the Masters, and it's been printed other places, but I believe it's probably a letter to the Baroques. Um, well, some things early uh, American initiates who lived in California. <clears throat> so he says, I'm answering your threefold question. One, the original home so often referred to from where we came. Two, why did we leave that home? And three, will we ever leave it again? So Baba Sonson continues, the in individual as he is constituted now is incapable of understanding what is happening at the source. The saints who come from that end and have access to that end at will know what is going on at that end, but by the very nature of things they are handicapped in trying to convey information to the individual at this end. 
They attempt in various ways to satisfy their audiences. Some are convinced and some are not. No matter what answer is given to these questions, we can always find fault with it, and even if reason and intellect are satisfied for the time being, the necessity for converting theory into facts of experience and personal realization still remains. But the point is that saints do not wish to satisfy their audiences by empty words. They offer to take the inquirer to the other end and thus give him first-hand knowledge. One beauty of it is that at the other end, these questions do not arise. So if the curious questioner would exercise a little patience and faith, most of his questions would be answered automatically as his experiences increase. Suppose a man finds himself at the bottom of a deep well where he is very lonely and uncomfortable. Another man happens to pass by that well. He carries a long rope. Finding this man in the well, he lets down his rope and offers to pull the man up, if only he will catch on to the end of the rope. But our man in the well enters into argument with the man above and demands to know just how he came to fall into that well be that he may not fall into the well again if he is pulled up. The utmost that the man with the rope can say is he, that he will take him out of the well and then that person can study the situation for himself. But if the man in the well does not take advantage of this opportunity, it only means that his time has not yet come to escape from his imprisonment. Now he's answering the question of predestination versus free will. A will is free only so long as it has not acted. Once it acts, then that very act becomes binding on it. The second time it acts, it does not act as a free will, but as a calculating will for it carries the experience of the first act with it. And a calculating will is not a free will, but a limited will. The very creations or acts of a free will work as limiting factors upon it and guide it in its future activity. So the more experiences that one has, the more his will is guided and thus limited. And this is real predestination. Thus, there is no antagonism between predestination, fate, karma, and free will. We were free at one time. We acted, and then our acts became binding upon us. They curtailed our initial freedom. They now act upon us as unavoidable fate. Since our experiences have become complex and varied, these experiences now appear to us, appear in us, 
as joys and fears, hopes and desires, each of which, in its turn, molds or fashions our reason and intellect. Intellect, reason, and feeling, being what they have been fashioned to be, now determine our actions and make us choose the predestined course. Master Kripal used to refer to this as laying down a railroad line. Once we lay down the railroad line, after that, the train has no choice but to run over that line. So the read that previous sentence intellect reason and feeling being what they have been fashioned to be now determine our actions and make us choose the predestined course thus the acts of one life determine the framework of the next life like farmers we are now living on the crop that we gathered last while we are preparing the soil and putting in the seeds of the new crop Although we must undergo, undergo our fate, there being no escape from it, yet all is not lost if we use the little freedom we have in such a manner as to lead to our ultimate rescue. We wish to end, we wish this age-long wandering from life to life to come to an end, and so it will if we choose the means of escape. The easiest the safest and in fact the only way out is association with those who are free. Saints are free by virtue of their practice of the sound current and they come among us with one single mission, that of connecting us with the sound current and so making us free. And this is the only path of spiritual freedom. He's retur returning to the uh, image of the laboratory. He says, The facts of Sant Mat, like any science, can be demonstrated in the laboratory of Sant Mat. The laboratory of Sant Mat, as said before, is inside man. Anybody who enters this laboratory, brings, who brings his scattered attention within himself at the eye focus, can see, feel, and realize what the saints say, and he can repeat the experiment as often as he likes. Sant deals with facts only, not with theories or beliefs. It lays down a practical course for its devotees. It is practical through and through, and it can be executed by young or old, male or female, wise or simple-minded, while at the same time they are enjoying the fullness of home life. Sant Mat is natural and hence rational. It expects its devotees to live a normal life and to do their duties better than others. Sluggards do not make any headway here or elsewhere. Sant Mat creates detachment in attachment, living in the world and yet not of the world. With mind under control, stimulated by a personal knowledge of other and better worlds, this disciple's view of life and of its duties and responsibilities changes. 
the life here actually becomes unreal and its values are assessed accordingly. Things which others lay much stress upon become of little value to the disciple. And often that which others may consider valueless and even foolish may become of more value to the disciple than life itself. This is because he looks down upon life from a higher viewpoint. But this does not mean that anyone may neglect a real duty. Compared with life in the worlds above the eye focus, our present condition is no better than a dream. If people would go inside the focus and enter the upper worlds, they would become eternally happy. Empty talk would cease. They would contemplate the grand reality. So first you are to control your mind and rise within yourself to the eye focus. And the other man is to do the same within himself. When inside the eye focus, you and he have both cast off the material covering and matter is now no longer a hindrance in your study and upward march. Neither, it is, neither is it a hindrance in your communications with each other while you are both above the eye focus. To do this, it is not necessary to leave home or country. Anybody who goes inside of his focus is independent of time and space, and he can, from his own experience, give guidance to another who has not reached so far. He who rises still higher and has access to other and higher worlds is capable of guiding others to those higher worlds. As in all branches of study, a student who occasionally meets his teacher and converses freely with him has a distinct advantage over one who takes only a correspondence course. Remember, he's writing to um, one of his American disciples here who, at that point, uh, I, don't, I don't think the Brocks ever were able to get to India. Uh, they had contact with Master Sound Singh uh, before World War II, and then they were not able to travel to India during the period of the war. And for uh, and then Father Sound Singh left the body shortly after World War II. So anyways, he's saying, as in all branches of study, a student who occasionally meets his teacher has an advantage over one who takes only a correspondence course. The same is the case here in St. Maud. And the, but the beauty of it is that when you gain access to the inner light and the worlds of light within, the elements of time and distance so completely disappear that you stand face to face with your teacher and master, and he will always remain right there to instruct you and to lead you as well as to strengthen you. I'm going to stop there.
I'm going to tell a funny story that's uh, somewhat funny, uh, peculiar, uh, about having the Master's Darshan. And I'm going to read something that someone asked Sanchi about having the Master's Darshan. Uh, in 19, I don't know when it was, maybe 1985, when Sanchi was in Calgary, Susan and I had the good fortune to be able to be there and attend some of the satsangs. And in one of the satsangs, Sanchi had been talking about, uh, you know, during satsang, paying close attention to the master and not allow yourself not allowing yourself to be distracted by people around you and so on. And I determined that I was going to really put in an effort to do that. And we got to this place, uh, the satsang area, early enough that we were able to sit sort of towards the front, but only if we were willing to sit towards the side also. So we did that, and I had a good view of the dais. And then more people came in, and uh, people, some people squeezed towards the front, and we, you know, we moved a little bit to accommodate them, and we were moving more and more and more to the side. And I, I was like, okay, don't worry, the master, whatever you're supposed to get, you'll get. And it so happened when Sanchi came in and sat down on the dais, the there was a railing that for the stairs, and he was sitting so that all I could see of Sanchi was his left ear and I mean I could have you know this is this is we have to admit it this is in our love for being close to the master we sometimes uh, sit on the other people or step over people and crowd to the front when maybe we shouldn't but uh, I was determined to just accept whatever I got and you know Sanchi has the most amazing ears. I've never seen ears like that. They, for one thing, I mean, I'm only speaking about his left ear. For all I know, if you look at this picture over here, you can't even see his ears. But um, I concentrated on his left ear throughout the whole set thing. I couldn't tell you what the set thing was about. But I didn't, I felt uh, afterwards that I had had his darshan, uh, you know, through the eyes, just as much through the ear the whole time. <laughs> so it was great. Um, this is a question that someone asked Sanchi. This is from the January-February 1990 Sun Magazine, and it's a question and answer session from Bombay in 1985. So uh, someone says, uh, in South America, Dr. Molina recommended during satsang to keep our attention fixed on the master's third eye. Is it better to fix your attention on the master's third eye or on his physical eyes? So Sanchi says, what Dr. Molina said is correct regarding looking at the master during satsang. Master silencing used to say also, your attention should be so much concentrated on the form of the master that you should not even pay any attention to the person who may be sitting next to him. 
You should not pay any attention to the things which are behind the master. If there is any noise or disturbances, your attention should not even go there. You should be continuously concentrated on the form of the master. And he used to say that you should try to look into the eyes of the master because the flow of the Shabbat or the flow of the light is coming through the eyes of the master. When we will try to look into both of the eyes of the master, our attention will go automatically to the eye center and that will become our center point. And this is the story of Darshan of a different type. Baba Samasinghji used to tell a story from the Mahabharata about one boy who was from the low caste of Beel. He wanted to learn the skill of archery, so he went to Dronacharya, who was the teacher of both the Kauravas and the Pandavas. When that low caste boy asked, Dronacharya to teach him the skill of archery. Since Dronacharya was the teacher of the prince and the royal families, he rejected him. <clears throat> and the story concludes badly for the for this little boy because the master made him give up his thumb so he couldn't uh, he couldn't be an archer anymore. Uh, well, I'm going to skip to. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't promise that all of these things are related. You'll have to draw your own conclusions from them, but. Uh, I think they all have something to do with contemplation. Master Kapal, Master Samanthing was telling us the theory of Santmat and how if we apply our concentration and our contemplation by following the sound current, we can go rise above into the other planes and be with the Master. The Master is not limited by time and space. And here's an example of that. This is uh, from the October 1974 Satsandesh magazine. And this is about a woman who would have had no contact with Sant Maat. And <coughs> the master came and found her. I remember in that story, uh, it said that the one I just read, it said that uh, Madronacharya was not a saint and he had no appreciation of a real disciple. But this this story I'm about to read is the opposite. This is Master Kripal who was a real saint and had appreciation of real devotion even in someone who had never met him, knew nothing about him, knew nothing about Sant Mad. And, and yet the master came and found that person. <coughs> me. 
So this is written by a woman named Estella Brooks. Um, I'm not sure if it says here, but uh, she lived... Well, I'll just read this story. In the year of 1955, I lived at 125 South Whipple Street, Chicago. At that time, I had only four children living with me. We occupied a six-room apartment on the second floor. One of the six rooms was very small, just large enough for a single bed and one other piece of furniture, so I gave this room to my little girl, about nine years old. She couldn't sleep. Excuse me, I, I think I might start crying. I'm sorry. There's no reason why, but anyway. Uh, she couldn't sleep, always complaining of seeing a man standing over her. At times, she would scream for me to come and see him. When I would reach her, I wouldn't see anyone. I would take her in my arms and assure her no one was there, only... Only God watching over her. As time passed on, she became nervous and afraid to stay in the room, so I moved her out. I decided to make this into a prayer room, since it was so small. I set up my altar in this room. On the altar, I placed my Bible in the center, a statue of Jesus directly behind the Bible, on the right side of the statue of Jesus, I placed the statue of the Blessed Mary. On the left side, a statue of St. Joseph. The next step down, I placed a statue of St. Anthony on the right and Blessed Martin on the left. She was evidently a devout Catholic. I also put up a white candle, three of my astro colors, and a brown candle. These candles I kept constantly burning. I would also burn incense to my delight. Always when I would go before the altar, such an inspiration I would get. One day in the year of 1955, I forget the month, I went into this little prayer room to the altar. I don't know what happened, but I couldn't see anything on my altar but my Bible in the center. Excuse me. <clears throat> there was a strip of newspaper across my Bible with writing on it in heavy black ink. I quote, Stand still where you are. After I read this, I looked on the left side. There was a big pan of incense that looked like sandalwood. It frightened me and I turned away from the altar. I started out of the room. I caught hold of the doorknob to turn it, and I noticed the whole side of the room just opened up like a sliding door was there. In stepped Master Kripal Singh as he looks today. I was so afraid I tried to get out of the door. I held onto the doorknob and fell to the floor on my knees. He held out his hands to me and said, Get up. Don't be afraid. Who are you serving? 
He, I replied, I am serving God. He said, who is God? I said, God is spirit. He replied, I am spirit. So the fear began to leave me as I caught hold of his hands. As I began to feel embarrassed, I recall he disappeared. As he held my hand, he said, this is the way I want He was cleaned off. No statues, no candles, just my Bible and the big pie pan of sandalwood incense. Thanks be to God, after a few years passed by, I came to know who the man was that visited my home. Today, being an initiate of His Holiness Sant Kripal Singh Ji Maharaj, and a member of Rahani Satsang, with hours of meditation under his guidance, I am truly inspired. That's, uh, that's the conclusion of that. <clears throat> I just want to uh, try to tidy this up a little bit. And I, like I say, I don't I don't know if uh, any of this is going to feel related to the people who are listening. Uh, I'll tell you another funny story. Years ago, uh, I think it was at the time of Gerald's, uh, the memorial service we had when Gerald left the body. Afterwards, I was walking back up from the school uh, with Bob Pearsall, and he said to me, um, "I, uh, I, since you've taken over editing Sun by Magazine, I appreciate the fact that you've kept it uh, pretty, pretty much just devoted to the masters in heaven. You know, you've kept your personality out of it." And, and I laughed, and I said, "Yes, especially considering my personality." So, uh, today you're getting, unfortunately, you're having to put up with my personality, but uh, in addition to thinking about the, this issue of contemplation, uh, I want to share with you two things that I think I really hang my hat and my coat on in terms of my spiritual relationship to the Master. And one is uh, one is the thing that uh, Susan read a couple of weeks ago. She quoted uh, she quoted Sanchi saying something that I, I always thought of it as coming from uh, Baba Saman Singh, but the, the statement is that not even a leaf can turn and it, unless it's in God's will. So when bad things happen to me, I I reach for that, and um, I get a lot of support from that. And this other one is the thing that um, Master Kripal wrote to Russell. Uh, and you know, I was thinking about this, and I thought, where is that? Where can I find that? And it so happens. <laughs> it so happens it's on the very next page to this story that I just read about Estella Brooks. And I'm not going to read the 
And the, this is a it's a wonderful article by Russell. This is in the October '74 Satsang Desh, but um, in it he's the one. Um, I, I may I may be wrong. This may not be where it appears, but the thing that I always remember, and I always hang my like I say, I hang my hat and coat on this basic statement from the Master is that everything that comes to your account everything that comes to your account is in your best interest so you know when we're following the path it's not a smooth road it's not a smooth path it uh, we have I remember in the beginning when I first got initiated by Master Kripal there was I would, it was uh, like when you see a chart that's produced by one of those machines, a seismograph that measures earthquakes, and you'll see it plots a line and it is, you know, enormous swings up and then enormous swings down. And that used to happen to me in the beginning. And the funniest thing happened when I was, I would, uh, used to pick up hitchhikers and I always found that on the days when I was <clears throat> feeling so disconnected from the master and I'd pick up some stranger who knew nothing about me or the path and I would have a picture of the master on the dashboard <clears throat> and people would say who's that what's this all about and I would end up attending satsang in my own car <laughs> in the uh, in the form of explaining to this perfect stranger who probably got out of the car and never thought of another thing about it but who the master was and why the master was important in my life uh, so this statement of how does everything that comes to your account is in your best interest even though from our side uh, we're looking at things from the other end of the current as Master Salen Singh said uh, we're looking at a duality we're looking at that seismograph and oh my god something great happened oh my god something terrible happened and the only way it makes sense to me is that the Master is looking at it you turn it 90 degrees and he's looking at it it's a straight line and it just goes from us to him and he's just there Master Kripal uses this image in uh, one of the receptivity circulars that the master like a complete angler the word complete meaning he's accomplished he's perfect um, like a complete angler once he's successfully hooked his fish he never lets it go until he has it safely in his basket. So I think that's happening with all of us, and I hope that you're 
I hope that your seismograph is uh, either up or staying on the even keel. And but if it does, if you find yourself in one of those down periods of your life, uh, maybe you can find some solace in that statement that uh, Master Gopal made to to Russell that everything that comes in your life is in your best interests. Well, we're going to hear some more of this tape from uh, 1985. This was a talk that Sanchi gave at Kirpal Ashram in Surrey, British Columbia in May 1985. ਅਗਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਰਹੇ ਔਰ 2 ਮਿੰਟ ਪਾਣੀ ਵਿੱਚ ਖੜੇ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਕੋਈ ਮੂਰਖ ਹੀ ਮਨਜ਼ੂਰ ਕਰੇਗਾ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਅਸੀਂ ਕਰਿਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਉਂਡ ਸਿੰਘ ਜੀ ਯੂਸਟ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ देयर ਐਨੀਵਨ ਹੂ ਚੂਜ਼ਸ ਟੂ ਸਟੈਂਡ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਫਾਇਰ ਫਾਰ ਦਾ ਹੋਲ ਡੇ ਐਂਡ ਜਸਟ ਫਾਰ 2 ਮੋਮੈਂਟਸ ਔਰ 2 ਮਿੰਟਸ ਹੀ ਵੁਡ ਲਾਈਕ ਟੂ ਸਟੈਂਡ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਵਾਟਰ ਹੀ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਹੀ ਵਿਲ ਬੀ ਅ ਫੂਲ ਹੂ ਵਿਲ ਚੂਜ਼ ਟੂ ਸਟੈਂਡ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਫਾਇਰ ਫਾਰ ਦਾ ਹੋਲ ਡੇ ਹੀ ਸੇਸ ਥੈਟ ਬਟ ਦੀ ਅਨਫੋਰਚੂਨੇਟ ਥਿੰਗ ਇਜ਼ ਥੈਟ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਐਕਸੈਪਟਡ ਥੈਟ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਚੂਜ਼ਨ ਥੈਟ ਕਾਮ ਕਰੋਧ ਕੇ ਤੱਕੇ ਖਾਵੇ ਲੋਵੇ ਲਰੀ ਮੇਂ ਡੂਬ ਮਰੇ ਗੁਰ ਸੰਗ ਪ੍ਰੀਤ ਕਰੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਪੂਰੀ ਨਾਮ ਕਰਪਾਲ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਕਿ ਜਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਕੋਈ ਨਹਾਲੀ ਹੈ ਉਹਦੇ ਬਹੁਤ ਸਾਰੇ ਸਰਾਖ ਤੋਂ ਪਾਣੀ ਅਲੱਗ-ਅਲੱਗ ਵੱਟ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਪੂਰੀ ਮਾਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦਾ ਅਗਰ ਸਾਰੇ ਸਰਾਖ ਬੰਦ ਕਰ ਦਈਏ ਇੱਕ ਸਰਾਖ ਰਹੇ ਤਾਂ ਕਿੰਨੀ ਜ਼ਬਰਦਸਤ ਉਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਪਾਰ ਨਿਕਲਦੀ ਹੈ ਇਹੀ ਹਾਲਤ ਸਾਡੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਜਿਸ ਚੀਜ਼ ਨੇ ਨਾਮ ਨਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਕਰਨਾ ਸੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਲ ਕਰਨਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਉਹ ਤਾਂ ਥੱਲੇ ਦਿਖਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਕਾਮ ਨਾਲ ਆਤਮਾ ਥੱਲੇ ਗਿਰਦੀ ਹੈ ਕ੍ਰੋਧ ਨਾਲ ਫੈਲ ਜਾਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਇਸ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਕਹਿਣ ਲਗੇ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾ ਇਹ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨੂੰ ਪਕੜਦੀ ਹੈ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਯੂਸ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਅ ਪਾਈਪ ਵਿਚ ਹੈਸ ਮੈਨੀ ਓਪਨਿੰਗਸ ਇਨ ਥੈਟ ਪਾਈਪ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਫਲੋ ਦ ਵਾਟਰ ਐਂਡ ਯੂ ਹੈਵ ਦ ਵਾਟਰ ਫਲੋ ਇਨ ਥੈਟ ਪਾਈਪ ਥੈਟ ਫਲੋ ਇਜ਼ ਡਿਸਟ੍ਰਿਬਿਊਟਡ ਇਨ ਸੋ ਮੈਨੀ ਓਪਨਿੰਗਸ ਐਂਡ if you close all the openings and just have one outlet then how fast or how uh, strong that stream or that flow of the water will be the same is a, is our condition the thing which was supposed to love the master which was supposed to manifest the master that our soul has fallen down because lust pulls our soul down anger spreads our soul and because of both lust and anger we cannot take our soul up and do the devotion so he says that if the thing which was supposed to love the master and manifest the master let us fallen down and that is spread and that is why we do not become successful guru sang pritam kare nahi puri naam na dur gahim trishna agan jale 
they get involved they do many kind of crimes and many kind of bad deeds and in order to pay those crimes or those sins negative power sends the soul in the hell krishna ਸਵਾਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਭਜਨ ਦੇ ਚੋਰ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਅੰਦਰ ਇੱਕ ਹੋਰ ਕਮਜ਼ੋਰੀ ਆਉਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਮਾਲਕ ਦੇ ਪਿਆਰਿਆਂ ਔਰ ਕਮਾਈ ਵਾਲਿਆਂ ਦੀ ਨਿੰਦਿਆ ਕਰਦੇ ਆ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨਾਲ ਵਿਰੋਧ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਤਾਂ ਸਵਾਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ देयर इज वन मोर वीकनेस व्हिच कम्स इन दोज हु आर द थीफ ऑफ द मेडिटेशन एंड दैट इज दैट दे ओपोज एंड क्रिटिक they oppose and criticize the saints the beloveds of god malak de pyare ek sahaj avastha prapt kar lende hai jide vich aadar khushi da karan nahi bandi aur nindya ohna de man nu dula nahi sakdi oh bade dilher hunde hai oh bade bharoshe wale hunde hai ohna nu pata hunda hai ke bagair hukm to patta nahi hil sakda ga ਇਸ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਜੋ ਲੋਕ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਨਰਾਦਰ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਨਾਮ ਦੀ ਕਿੱਡੀ ਵੱਡ ਮੁੱਲੀ ਦਾਤ ਖੋ ਰਹੇ ਹਾਂ ਔਰ ਆਪਣਾ ਰੋਹਾਨੀ ਨੁਕਸਾਨ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਕਰ ਰਹੇ ਹਾਂ ਬਿਲੀਵਰਸ ਆਫ ਗੋਡ ਓਬਟੇਨ ਅ ਸਹਜ ਪੋਜੀਸ਼ਨ ਇਨ ਵਿਚ ਦੀ ਪ੍ਰੇਜ਼ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਪੀਪਲ ਔਰ ਦਾ ਰਿਸਪੈਕਟ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਪੀਪਲ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਬਿਕਮ ਐਨੀ ਕਾਜ਼ ਆਫ ਦੇ ਹੈਪੀਨੈਸ ਐਂਡ ਦਾ ਕ੍ਰਿਟਿਸਿਜ਼ਮ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਸਲੈਂਡਰ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਪੀਪਲ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਬਿਕਮ ਐਨੀ ਰੀਜ਼ਨ ਫॉर देम ਟੂ ਬਿਕਮ ਸੈਡ because they have obtained that sahaj position and they do not mind such believers of god do not mind if people criticize them or if they comment on them but those people those who get involved in the criticism and slander against the saints they do not know that how much of the valuable wealth of naam which master which god has given to them how much of that wealth they are losing by criticizing the saints santan sadham virod badave olati baat kahi sat sang mehma mool na jaane ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਸਿੰਘ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਕਿ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਭਜਨ ਦੇ ਚੋਰ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਸਸੰਗ ਵਿੱਚ ਤਾਂ ਆਉਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਸਸੰਗ ਨਾ ਵਰਤਾਓ ਪੈਸਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਪੱਥਰ ਔਰ ਪਾਣੀ ਦਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਪੱਥਰ ਨੂੰ 100 ਸਾਲ ਪਾਣੀ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਰੱਖੀ ਰੱਖੋ ਉਹ ਆਪ ਦੇ ਅੰਦ
ਇਹੀ ਹਾਲਤ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਹੈ ਸਸੰਗ ਸੁਣ ਲਿਆ ਇਸ ਕੰਨੋਂ ਪਈ ਇਧਰ ਕੱਢ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਔਰ ਨਾ ਉਸੇ ਅਮਲ ਕੀਤਾ ਨਾ ਭਜਨ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਕੀਤਾ ਨਾ ਜੀਵਨ ਨੂੰ ਪਵਿੱਤਰ ਕੀਤਾ ਸਤਨਾਮ ਸਿੰਘ ਜੀ ਯੂਜ਼ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਗੋਸ ਹੂ ਆਰ ਦ ਥੀਫ ਆਫ ਦ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ they do come in the satsang but what is their behavior what is their attitude in coming in the satsang their attitude or behavior is just like the attitude of the stone who is which is placed in the water you know that even if the stone is placed in the water for 100 years he will not absorb even one drop of the water in the same way such thieves of the meditation even if they come in the satsang they do not accept any word of the satsang they do not improve their life they do not do any bhajan they do not do any simran they do not purify their life they hear it from one year and take it out from the another sara sadhana se kehnde hunde si agar mechanic de kole ja ke vi machine de vich nuks reh gaya ta oda kithe nuks niklega isse tarah agar assi satsang de vich aake vi pehde khote karm karde re to sada sudhar kithe hoye master sadhan singh ji used to say that what is the use maris sorry master ravan singh used to say that if you cannot remove the fault of the machine even after taking it to the mechanic where can you remove that fault of the machine from in the same way if after coming to the satsang we have not given up our bad deeds we have not improved ourselves what is the place after going where after going there we would remove our faults and we would improve ourselves jis tarah kumar de kare bartan kadida hai satsang de andar insaan kadida hai as the pot is made in the home of altar in the same way in the satsang the man is made ane aur mane bhog ras chai rog sug me ane phasi ਹੁਣ ਆਪ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਜੇ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਆਉਂਦੇ ਵੀ ਹੈ ਤਾਂ ਮਨ ਅੰਦਰ ਇਹ ਲਾਲਸਾ ਪੈਦਾ ਕਰ ਦਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਧਨ ਮਿਲੇ ਪਦਾਰਥ ਮਿਲੇ ਜਦ ਉਹ ਮਿਲ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੀ ਹੈ ਫਿਰ ਕੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਅਸੀਂ ਬੁਰੇ ਪਾਸੇ ਖਰਚ ਕਰਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਧਨ ਜੋੜ ਕੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਐਸ਼ੋਇਸ਼ਤਾ ਦਾ ਸਮਾਨ ਬਣਾ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਆ ਅਬਲ ਮੇ ਤਾਂ ਸਾਡੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਹੀ ਖਰਾਬ ਹੋ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਜਾਂ ਪਿੱਛੋਂ ਔਲਾਦ ਖਰਾਬ ਕਰ ਦੇਵੇਗੀ ਨਾਉ ਹੀ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਇਫ ਸਚ ਪੀਪਲ come in the satsang they have this desire that we should get the wealth we should get the things the material things and if they get the wealth and the material things what they do they misuse it they make the things of the pleasures and comforts and what happens to those first of all we will lose all those things even while we are sailing in the body if those things still remain after we have left the body our children and the other people will misuse it and will uh, <coughs> you spoil that sane aur mane phog ras jai rog sug me an phasi pagheen mat heen parani nar de ਸਵਾਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਕਿ ਜੋ ਲੋਕ ਭਜਨ ਦੀ ਚੋਰੀ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦੇ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਕੀ ਹਾਲ ਉਹ ਕੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਕਿਹਦੇ ਭਾਗ ਲਿਆਉਣ ਉਹ ਕਿਸੇ ਦਾ ਨੁਕਸਾਨ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦੇਗੇ ਆਪ ਦੀ ਜੋ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨੇ ਇਨਸਾਨੀ ਜਾਮਾ ਅਮੁੱਲ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਸੀ ਉਸੇ ਦਾ ਹੀ ਨੁਕਸਾਨ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਸਵਾਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਦੋਸ ਹੂ ਆਰ ਦ ਥੀਫ ਆਫ ਦ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਦੋਸ ਹੂ ਡੂ 
why it is that they do not meditate because they are the unfortunate ones whose fortune whose good fate they would bring they are not doing any loss to anyone they are not causing any loss to anyone they are losing their own selves this human body which is a precious gift which god gave us graciously they are losing it without doing the thing for which it was given pagahin matahin prani naradehi barbad karin aisi dasha mahi nit bar se hum kyun karen samjhaye स्वामी जी महाराज कहते जिन्हों का इना मन मजबूत है भजन नहीं कर दिता बैठ नहीं दिता गा जेडे अपने शरीर की कदर नहीं करते गए कह लगे असी उन्होंने होर की समझा सकते हैं महात्मा सानू बचन के जरिए समझाते हैं स्वामी जी महाराज से दैट वॉट मोर कैन आई एक्सप्लेन टू दोज पीपल हुज माइंड इज वेरी स्ट्रोंग हुज माइंड नॉट allow them to sit for the meditation those who do not do the meditation what can what more can we explain to them because you know that saints and mahatmas can explain to us only by the words guru nanak dev ji maharaj kende hai kathdiyan santa hai se sikhaye pandiyan santan diyan kahaniyan kinnan nu fayde band pendiyan han kehde fayda uthaunde hai jo unna de utte chalde hai unna nu apna mamool bana lende hai guru nanak sahib say that who derive the most benefit from the stories or from the words of the master only those who make the words of the master as their principle only those who live up to the words of the master mahatma jo ko sanu sunaunde hai ode vich unna di apni koi garj nahi hundi gi ਉਹ ਬੇਲਾਗ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਫਾਇਦਾ ਸਾਡਾ ਫਾਇਦਾ ਸੋਚਦੇ ਹੋਏ ਸੁਣਾਉਂਦੇ ਆ ਕਿ ਵੀ ਨਾਮ ਦੇ ਇਹ ਫਾਇਦੇ ਆ ਅਗਰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਬਰਿਆਈ ਨੂੰ ਧਾਰਨ ਕਰੋਗੇ ਉਹਦੇ ਇਹ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਇਬਜਾਨਾ ਚੁਕਾਉਣਾ ਪਏਗਾ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਹੈਵ ਐਨੀ ਇੰਟਰਸਟ ਇਨ ਟੈਲਿੰਗ ਅਸ ਵਾਟ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦੇ ਡੂ ਇਟ ਸੈਲਫਲੈਸਲੀ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦਾ ਬੈਨੀਫਿਟ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਨਾਮ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਆਲਸੋ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦੈਟ ਵਾਟ ਵੀ ਵਿਲ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਹਾਊ ਵੀ ਵਿਲ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਪੇ back the bad deeds we are doing and in what way we will be suffering the consequences of the bad deeds parthaye sakhi mahapurkh bolde sanji sagal jahan hai whatever stories or whatever words the mahapurush or the mahatmas of saints utter that applies to everyone final budget <clears throat> our final budget is on page 94 come satguru come remove the pain of the suffering ones extinguish the heat of their hearts satguru ji come always i am sitting in your love and remembering you i have forgotten eating and drinking i sing only your praise make me drink the drink of nectar I am the sinner criminal o giver you are the beloved forgiver you give your support to remove the sorrow of the suffering ones o satguru stop the mind from going toward the evil deeds i follow your steps and timidly place my feet in your footprints i bow my head to the path on which my master walked 
words, come, Satguru, come, make the souls reach Sajkhand. O Lord, I am poor Jabe, you are beloved Emperor Kripal. No one knows my name, it is all your unique play. O Satguruji, make me devoted to your feet. Come, Satguru, come, remove the pain of the suffering ones, extinguish the heat of their hearts. Satguruji, come. Avo Satguru, Avo Jihi, Dukia de Dadadamitavo. Dela di tapashabu jahavo sataguru jiyavo avo ho sataguru avo jihi dukiya de daradamitavo dela di tapashabu jahavo sataguru jiyavo Prema Tereva Chabeti Haradama Teri Yadama Nahava Visaragiya Menukana Pina Terehi Gunagahava Prema Tereva Chabeti Haradama Teri Yadama Nahava Visaragiya menukana pina terehi gunagahava Pavo hufera pavo ji Amarita da jama pilavo Dela di tapashabu jahavo Sataguru ji avo Avo ho sataguru avo jihi Dukiya de daradamitavo Dela di tapashabu jahavo Sataguru jiyavo Me papi aparati data tubakashinda piyahara Dukiya de dukadura karanale devo apasahara Me papi aparati data tubakashinda piyahara Dukiya de dukadura karanale devo apasahara Tavo husate guru tavo jihi Janda manabadiya havalo Dela di tapashabu jahavo Sataguru jiyavo Avo sataguru avo jihi Dukiya de daradamitavo Dela di tapashabu jahavo Sataguru jiyavo Tere paye puraniyate daradade kademate kahava Janarahi merasai langiya neo neo sisaju kahava Tere paye puraniyate daradade kademate kahava 
Sadhguruji, make us devoted to our to your feet. Amen. <laughs> 